I know you keep you keep we keep saying Edge Lord like Edge Lord is a way of life, guys. I'm sorry, not all '90s kids just fucking like the shit. Santa ain't real, so grow the hell up, bastard. Santa ain't real, so grow the hell up. Santa ain't real, grow up again. Santa ain't real, so grow the hell up. Santa ain't real, so grow the hell up, bastard. Santa ain't real, so grow the hell up. Santa ain't real, grow up again. Santa ain't real, so grow the hell up. Santa ain't real, so grow the Welcome hell to the Vices of Issues, the spoiler-filled, foul-mouthed comic book podcast where we talk about comic books. I'm Sly. I'm Ryan. I'm Phil. And I'm Daryl. Ho, ho, ho! It's Christmas again! <laughs> yeah. Merry holidays. Uh, so, uh, originally we were going, I, I was suggesting we do, like, happy, fun Christmas stories, like, from Marvel and DC over the years. Uh, then I realized, like, Christmas is shit, uh, this year is shit, <laughs> everything is shit, so we're doing more Edgelord Lobo stuff. <laughs> it's not that Christmas yeah. is shit. <laughs> Christmas is pretty yeah. shit, I fucking hate Christmas. No, Christmas what? is great, it's my favorite Christmas holiday. Christmas is the worst fucking holiday. Yeah, fuck you, Sly. Yeah. It's, it's yeah, fucking, I hear you, yeah, Grinch. Yeah, it's snowing right now, it looks beautiful outside, and yeah, it's fucking our hell. Christmas tree I, I is glittering, die. and... <laughs> uh, this is my hell, guys. Okay, but anyway, <laughs> uh, since, to uh, replicate my feelings, I suggested we do Lobo... Uh, versus the authority. It's a se- kind of a sequel to no, the Lobo. It, it, it's a direct of? sequel. They <laughs> reference the first story. It's besides, it's a kind of a sequel because it technically means the first one isn't really canon. But it's uh, we'll get into it. But <laughs> that doesn't it's, matter. It's, it's like it's like a follow up. I'll say that's a spiritual successor. Successor. <laughs> yes. It's a direct sequel. Yeah. It 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 literally is called like number two. Of what <laughs> yeah. No, it's not. It's called Jingle Hells. It's called the uh, uh, paramilitary special. Phil, get it right. Uh, is it? Yeah. I thought it was okay. number two. I thought it was. It doesn't You're matter. Two. You know who's number two you guys are. You're all number two. So, uh, anyway. Um... No, it, is, look, it says paramilitary Xmas 2, Jingle Hell. Yeah. Oh. On, later on, like page five. Or so, something. spiritual successor. It's an homage. Okay, whatever. You, you guys got me. I, I'm wrong. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm I number two all along. That's You're the, the Grinch, okay? <laughs> all right. So, anyway, uh, before we get into... Lobo, find the authority. We have to get into the authority first. So to help us do that, Phil? <laughs> Just from a non-reader's perspective, uh, when you see what the authority is, they look like just another fucking, like, Justice League. Mm-hmm. Okay, but well, they're not. They're not. Okay, maybe just clarify what the authority is. The authority are literally the authority. They're authoritarian superheroes. <laughs> if, like, if there's, like, like an evil, uh, uh, like, if there's, like, an evil government, they'll go in and kill everyone in there. They don't give a shit about governments. They don't give a shit about anything. They, they basically are fucking fascists like like they are they are like authoritarians they they, they and that's one of the big uh, questions about them is like oh is this okay to have a team like this is, is it like the questions about the ethics of this uh i think the team is pretty badass i don't think created is, by warren ellis and brian hitch right yeah uh i think the team is pretty badass i feel like shit's on these these fucking powers you have jack hawksmore Whose power? He's kind of like a reverse druid, where druids get their power from nature. He gets their power from from the fucking cities. I think it's fucking badass. Idea of an like an what urban is druid. Power? Basically, when he's in when he's in when he's in the cities, he gets superpowers, and he can commu- <laughs> communicate. Like, like he gets like uh, let's see, strong agility, strength, the strength of concrete. He, he can control. Uh, he can manipulate infrastructures and architecture. I think. It's, I just think it's cool to have an inverse druid. I, I think. It's I, you know, I, I was shitting on you because because the, the <laughs> when you say his power is to control cities, I'm like that doesn't make sense. But I do understand the idea of how it's cool to like be like a like he's like a city mage. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, no, that is I, cool. I, I, and you have uh, Midnighter, which we covered before. He's gay, Edge Lord Batman. <laughs> Uh, we have Apollo, who is gay Superman, and they're, you know, lovers. 
we have the doctor. the doctor who is not Doctor Who. He's a, uh, he is <laughs> he's not a cool idea. I like he's a he's basically a, a shaman, uh, but like he's a shaman. He communicates with Earth. He can sense Earth's feelings and he can manipulate uh, powers while he's connected to the Earth. But he doesn't act like a fucking like stereotypical shaman. No, he acts like a fucking British punk. He's just like smoking doobies. Yeah, he's a stoner. Smoking <laughs> yeah. doobies. Yeah. 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 <laughs> You like eighties? <laughs> I, I just find it cool that he's like he's like a, a shaman, but he doesn't act like a shaman at all. I, I like those twists on like conventional characters. Except his only in, in what we read, all he does is, is just smoke a doobie. The whole <laughs> no, but he, he I once seen that both he partakes in jazz cigarettes. <laughs> he turns both into perfume when they fly next to him, which I think is cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah, uh, uh, Swift. I, I don't know much about Swift, but I think she's just a crazy hawk. Uh, hawk. Yeah, uh, she's like she's like a harpy. Yeah. Exactly, harpy kind of character. And she watches alien porn. That's what I yeah. learned. <laughs> yeah, and engineer is this. a robot that manipulates. She's you know she's like a, like a cerebra type of character can manipulate technology, shit like that. And she's it's a, like a cyborg. cyborg Superman. Yeah, yeah. It's really, it's really like when you break down their powers, they're much, they're much cooler powers than this team actually is. Yeah, like because especially because really... a lot of them don't like we. Phil and I had no idea what Hawksmoor's power was. The oh, entire I, I've story never read the Authority either. Oh, and yeah, I want I, I want to do a more a story that more out, better outlined their powers, but they're all four parters. So I didn't want to do four parters then do a Lobo. That's kind of defeating the point yeah. of doing a Lobo special. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted you. So when when we get into the story, because uh, I think the Lobo story one of the biggest flaws about it is that it doesn't introduce the characters at all very well. So you see like eight characters you don't know at all. They don't show them any, like their names or anything. And you're supposed to know them, or at least this way you get you get to see them in costume, so you get to distinguish them a little bit. Also, I I'm starting to understand the stupid appeal of comics in that when I was reading <laughs> the story, because I had read Midnighter before, I had an anchor point to the story to understand it. So whenever Midnighter was in the scene, I was like, "Oh, cool, Midnighter! I like him, oh so I'm going to listen to what he says." Yeah, so it was <laughs> becoming a comic fan. <laughs> it was for just... Midnighter. <laughs> yeah. Not too bad. I kind of do like him. <laughs> yes, oh it's happening. So, just real quick, I just want to give the uh, credits. It's written by Robbie Morrison and penciled by Dwayne Turner. I don't know who either of these people are. Uh, so. uh, yeah, uh, apparently, uh, Robbie Morrison does the because Warren else created the authority, but Morrison does the follow up. And it, just based on what the people on this review site said, they got a review, so I'm assuming it's good. Yeah, so I love like this is very much a Warren Ellis property. I love Warren yeah. Ellis, but the only Warren Ellis we've done on this show is Ruins. So longtime listeners know kind of how edgy he can be. Oh yeah, Warren Ellis is like good. He is like Mark Millar and like Garth Ennis, but the difference between him is that he actually can think and uh, <laughs> he, he actually uh, has likable characters. So it's a big step up. Yeah, I mean Warren Ellis has written some of my favorite comics ever, but. Not did the Castlevania series on Netflix. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. I haven't watched that yet. He, he's a, he's a, he's a writer that gets around a lot. He, uh, he did he's not like Metropolitan. He did Planetary. He did a lot. Yeah. Of really. Good and stuff. He, he does stuff like like uh, I, I shouldn't Garf. I do like Garf Ennis for most part, but unlike Garf Ennis, uh, Warren Ellis actually gets around and does different genres and stuff. Yeah. You could read a Warren Ellis stuff and not realize it's a Warren Ellis book. So he's actually like a very versatile writer, and he does stuff for, like Marvel and DC. You would not know it's Warren Ellis just reading it. Hmm. Yeah, so, so okay. he didn't write this, but he made this. <laughs> yeah. The story opens up with uh, introducing our team, and they're killing a bunch of, like, alien robot people who have, like, dice on their 
dice shoulders. shoulders. Yeah. yeah. And one of them is like, you'll never break me. And they're like, I'm going to melt your balls. Apollo, <laughs> Apollo like, Superman's like, we're going to heave your, your balls. Yeah, he's like, it's I've like, been trained to resist torture. And they're like, oh, good. Now we can skip the floor play. And Midnighter's like, can't wait to smell burning pubes. And it's <laughs> just like, like toasting marshmallows. I really fucking hate <laughs> this See, this, this was the first indicator that this is a really, like, stupidly great story is it has to immediately go for ball torture <laughs> and <laughs> how is that great how, like how because on the second understand. page this guy's getting his balls burnt <laughs> off and he's going <laughs> also if you go torture somebody torture their balls like it's go. It's, like that's what i like about 40 they go for what you would do in real life you would torture somebody like, I would oh <laughs> see i was gonna say they go for what a middle schooler thinks is awesome <laughs> no but that's what he did at fucking casino royale too they hit they fucking kept hitting james bond's balls oh, yeah because that's what fucking breaks a man he break his balls they really call him a ball breaker when you break somebody's will. <laughs> okay, whatever. It's just, it's just like for a cool superhero team, it, it just doesn't really fly with me. But no, you don't. Like, like he used to be fucking like. That's what the party is. They don't fucking pander to your image of what a superhero is. They fucking do what's, what's needs to be done, Phil. They're fucking nitty and gritty, and they're fucking edgelord as shit. They're fucking hardcore, dude. Okay. Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs> yesterday, I, I read this yesterday. I was like, like, did, did early sly write this story because this is definitely a you kind of story yeah this is, yeah. This is my fucking i love these books <laughs> oh god i'm so glad sly's not a superhero <laughs> i'm so glad sly's uh, is a fucking idiot <laughs> so we then it cuts to this place called vice world which is literally a giant space world like space station world that is yeah. just like a casino but it's like the way they, of course, because they have to make an analogy that can appeal to us, it's like Las Vegas, but hardcore in space. They're like, yeah, come for gambling and sex, or sex and gambling. And it's I like, think. so they, they gamble for, like, people, they do gladiator matches, they do regular gambling. There's, it's not very there's inventive, ba- There's betting babes that are floating in these, like, little space hovercraft things that are only wearing, like, a G-string. Yeah. But the thing that's important to us is that they gamble on like whether Earth will survive the invasions they send over. And also, right. when the authority shows up, they have the guys fucking fried balls and they throw them at the owner of Vice World. <laughs> yeah, but there are chance. And there's just like these weird like SNM like gimps around, and then there's like, yeah. and then they're like, oh yeah, so we were that invasion. It's funny, right? We were just gambling to see if your world would survive. Like, would you be able to save it? And they're like, it's not funny. And they're like. Uh, well, actually, we we all according to Kaiku, we wanted you to come here, and then we really launched the real invasion, and now we're actually betting to see if you can go back and save your world. And okay, they they leave again, and then the, and then like Midnight is like, we're gonna when we come back, we're gonna kill fucking all of you. And, yeah. Which I was like, why why not kill them now? Because <laughs> because they have to make sure Earth is fucking not completely destroyed before they, they while they're because they is to it kill- really gonna take that long just to kill the leader of Vice World? They take they took it for, uh, the only reason they take it out easily later on is because of they 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 teleport the bomb to Vice World. <laughs> Spoilers! Like, like, Spoilers! But like but like you're acting like oh, it's easy. It's, it takes a lot of effort to fucking kill a whole entire satellite. Full no, of I'm pretty sure things. one gun, one bullet could kill that woman. <laughs> <laughs> that woman, but like the whole entire Vice World uh, complex. Just kill the leader. It's but it's I'm not sure like that... it's not like this comic thinks deeper than that. Yeah, I I I, I know what you're saying, but. Yeah, it would take time, but why not just shoot her? Okay. Whatever. You can shoot her, matter. but that's what takes her place. Like, it doesn't you, matter. You, also, you have to destroy Vice World, which is what they do. That's how you do it right. If already gets it right, you kill everyone in Vice World <laughs> and you destroy Vice World. That's why you fucking. Also, do. yeah, as they're coming into Vice World to, to to hang out with them, 
one of the characters is this Hawksmore. He just punches the guy's face off. Like yeah, he murders yeah. the guy that just opened the door for them. Like yeah. it's really and also they speak. If you remember this from Midnighter, loyal listeners, uh-huh. he, they just they're, they're they just teleport around everywhere by saying door and a door opens up to wherever they want it to be. Yeah, like th- there's no. Like, they can be anywhere they want at any time. See, that was yeah. another thing where I was like, oh, cool. Like, I know what this mechanic is rather than being <laughs> like, what the hell? How the hell are they doing this? It's like, oh, yeah, he can just go anywhere he wants. <laughs> so then we have this second alien invasion ten times the size of the first one. And it's basically just this big fight scene between Authority and these aliens. You get you get a lot of stupid quips like uh, Swift, the harpy lady, picking up a guy and going, come fly with me. And then she's like, whoops, sorry, I forgot you can't. I, yeah, I really <laughs> fucking hated that. And then this other guy's like, oh, what the fuck, Transformers? Oh, well, no, we're about to disguise. I want, I want to <laughs> yeah, say it. Say the it. line specifically, he comes over and he sees this big <gasps> robot shooting a laser into the ground. And he goes, yeah, what the fuck is this Transformers? And then he goes, robots in disguise, robots in deep shit, more I like. Love that. <laughs> how, how do you love that line? It's like, how, how do you like me and t- not like this comic? What if I don't? What if I don't like well, you? Truth comes out, I fucking know it. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Guys, spirit of Christmas here. <laughs> well, Christmas is bad, apparently, according to Sly. So. Phil's heart true. shrunk three sizes this day. <laughs> yeah, if Sly likes this and Christmas is bad, therefore the opposite must be true. <laughs> So they're fighting these guys and they're beating them up and then we on Vice World they're like of course it looks like they're winning but uh, you know our secret bomb will blow up their planet or whatever Mm -hmm. and that's what everyone's betting against they're betting on authority so they're like we're gonna make a lot of money at the uh, on this bet because we have this secret weapon then they all pop in they're like oh it's this bomb it's gonna blow up the planet and then it has the power of leveling half a continent Phil whatever (laughs) get it right. And, and then, then they, they fucking blow up Vice World, fucking, because they're smart, they don't fucking just kill leader, create a power vacuum, they fucking destroy everything, <laughs> you gotta fucking genocide everyone, that's how you fucking handle shit like this, guys. <laughs> they even say, they even say over the loudspeaker, after they teleport the bomb into Vice World, they're like, I know you people were just betting and didn't actually do this, this invasion, but you're just as bad, so if you don't escape in the next ten seconds, you're all fucking dead. Yeah, it's, it's like, they tell everyone, this is like billions of people, they're like, you were profiting off of this, and it's like, how do you know that? How do you know the culture <laughs> well, of that's Vice your point, World? The party is like a like uh, it is like a vis the, the, like basically Rorschach and Watchmen the visceral satisfaction of seeing these fuck scales coming to them and and like if if you're like a liberal piece of shit like we are you have to think about moral quandaries and implications but no you just want to see these fuckers get the sh- if they fucking better on the road no fuck you you fucking all die that's that's how fucking the forty rolls my also I forgot. I wanted to bring up that when Midnighter fought, he fights the the head lady, and she's shooting at him, but he keeps, like, dodging her, and he's like, wow, look, you missed. Oh, headshot, yawn, how predictable. First, she tries to shoot him in the dick, and he's like, I I knew a ball buster like you would try to shoot me there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot to mention that because Midnighter's gay, they have to mention that, like, they have to make some allusion to it so she says you a gambling man or is that too heterosexual a vice for you oh, oh my which God. is the most like awful hackneyed way to just put in there like hey you're gay <laughs> and the only thing the doctor does is they're like are you too high to remember what you're doing in this fight like literally like yeah these jokes no he said just... no, he revealed like he, made, he made all the bullets into perfume he says the four no, but, the no, no, smell no, heroes in the, in the multiverse he says <laughs> No, but I'm saying someone else says like you're so stoned you can't remember your real name or something. Yeah, that's because he's fucking stoner and he's a fucking he's Earth's because the doctor is actually positioned. He's Earth's representative. He's basically like Earth's representative, and he's basically this fucking stoner dude. And I think that's fucking hilarious. You're, you're <laughs> ruining that when Midnighter throws the woman out the window, she lands on the floor and dies, and he goes, "Ding dong, the bitch is dead." 
Yeah. Okay, I'm not gonna lie. That line was pretty good. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just it's, fucking viscerally it's like satisfying. Exactly line. what you picture of like '90s edgy, gritty action. It's it's like the thing where you buy this comic or your mom buys it for you, but you can't let her know what's inside of it. Guys, this is 2003. <laughs> yeah, 2003. Also, I know you keep you keep we keep saying Edge Lord. Like Edge Lord is a way of life, guys. I'm sorry. Not all '90s kids just fucking like the shit. Almost every British writer writes like this. You can't. You can basically saying Britain is Edge Lord. Like I'm sorry. Like this is like just our style to just have viscerally satisfying heroes just fuck it's up like, shit and you, curse and stuff. Like the boys. Ac- yeah, exactly. Are you accusing us of not being inclusive enough to shit lords? <laughs> no, but seriously, uh, Warren Ellis, Garth Ennis, uh, Mark Millar, even Grant Morrison, every British writer, even Alan Moore to an extent, every British writer has fucking characters that curse, act edgy, smoke. No, but that, what if that's the only thing that is of substance yeah. in the comic, though? That's no, the but thing. it's not. It's also, it's also a question of whether this viscerally satisfying... These heroes are like it's, this is really satisfying nature, just like there is to Rorschach. But it's a question of whether you deep down you really want heroes to do this shit, which you really don't. But there, but there isn't really a question here in this composed in this book. Well, this whole, this whole issue is just supposed to be these guys just fuck up shit. Like, this yeah, is, this is, that's that's the problem is you have no counterpoint to people blowing up an entire race. But, of but we are providing the counterpoint ourselves. Like, it's raising the question in ourselves. <laughs> okay, ding dong, the bitch is dead. You would never see in Watchmen. Don't compare Alan Moore to these fuckers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, fuck you. Like, Alan Moore has written much worse shit than this, much dumber shit than this. Like, fuck off, Phil. Uh, Warren Ellis <laughs> is a good writer. He writes this. Grant Ellis is, Grant Ellis is a good writer. A lot of people write like this. Just because you don't like this style doesn't mean it's a bad style. I'm sorry. I'm on your I'm on your side, Phil. <laughs> I, I think it's bad, but if you don't, it's okay if you don't. I like it just as an example of something that's like, it's just trying so hard to be cool. When you're like, like, the world is more complicated than this, and also you guys are just assholes. All of these guys, they are assholes. That's the point. They're they're all they're all pieces of shit. And like a lot of <laughs> a lot of comics make commentary on the fact they're pieces of shit. Like, like these are not people you want to emulate. Like, and and these are like the fact that these are all uh, writers that have written like uh, prestige work. They 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 are people that know what they're doing, and you guys are like, no, it doesn't matter at all. We've written the shit. No, you, it's, you, 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 it's, you're self aware. Self aware doesn't matter at all. Uh, humor doesn't matter at all. All it is is like if I'm reading this at a visceral level, as a, as a surface level, and I don't like it, so fuck this book. And it's fuck what people it's make still it. written to glorify this stuff, though. Like you can't watch propaganda and be like, this is actually really good because it's deconstructing. But it's the not stuff propaganda. It's, it's just for. fucking. It just it's supposed to be viscerally satisfying on the level that that uh, some fiction is supposed to be viscerally satisfying. I have a question, Sly. Yes. I haven't read, like, because you, you're referencing, like, Warren Ellis and, like, other writers. I've yeah. This is the only authority I've ever read. This is the only authority I've read, too. So oh. like, <laughs> I, but I have read Stormwatch and stuff like, I, I, stuff I like thought, that. Similar. I thought that these questions and stuff that you were referencing. But I have I have read Stormwatch, and these characters show up in Stormwatch as well. They show up in Stormwatch as well. So I oh, okay, okay. So you've read some Stormwatch. Are these yeah. questions asked in other books within, within this franchise? People like well, the first issue. If we got, if we did the the one I wanted to do, which was issue one of the Warren Ellis one, the first issue is like uh, authority fucking up shit and people on the news saying like these people are dictators. Like they're 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 fucking literally authority figures. Like so like so I think the disconnect here is the this franchise may ask these questions and maybe that stuff is really great. This this issue is dumb. <laughs> but I uh, know that's why it's great. It's fucking visually satisfying <laughs> to me. I like it. I like it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> So there's no satisfaction at all in seeing people try to fuck up our world and these heroes just come say, fuck you. Especially after reading so many comics with Superman saying, oh, we have to be reasonable in this. There's no satisfaction at all. You guys are like, we're so liberal, we can't even enjoy fu- people fucking up. No, it's not about being liberal. I, I, it's, not, I, it's not that I don't enjoy the, the 
the justice vengeance part of it. It's they have to do one liners as they're doing it. That, <laughs> they like, have to because yeah. that's why it's fucking. You don't watch eighties movie and enjoy it at all, like at all. Like, oh my God, films. Is... I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna side with Sly on this one. I think this is really fun. <laughs> yes, I got one person on my side. <laughs> I think it's fun in a really dumb way, like a really flawed way. <laughs> it is, of course, it is. It is fun in a dumb way. I think. Okay, let's finish this issue, and then I want to talk about Daryl's review he gave us before we recorded. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they blow up the they blow up Vice World and they're like they they say on the loudspeakers just so you know you have three minutes to get off this whole <laughs> space station. Yeah. Uh, sorry, which is you... like with billions of people all trying to get to escape pods, yeah, it's no, never gonna most work. most of them are dead. And then he says, just make sure you tell the people where we came from. Authority plays to win. That's an okay okay yeah, line actually. That's, yeah, that's like the one well written quip. Yeah, I thought that was cool. You don't like Transformers and Deep Shit? I love that one. <laughs> Fuck you. So, Daryl messaged us after this. And he said, I think this is the best comic we've ever read on this show. Ever. He, he was just being an asshole. No, it's also, this was like fresh off the reading and it did like everything wrong it needed to do. <laughs> so, it's like, they, like, these guys know how, to, like, this is a really good, bad comic. Like, I was just surprised. Okay. Like, I don't think there's any way they could have made it where it was, like, worse, kind of. <laughs> they, oh, they could have. No, they could have. Like, no, I mean, like, man, Dan, worse... you have no idea what bad writing is. We have to go no, do some real 90s shit. I like, mean, you, you, have, you have no idea what good writers doing 90s, I mean, 90s schlock is. Like, you, like seriously, you just think, you, I just, mean, you, like, you have no <laughs> m- metric for this shit. We have to go do some real 90s shit. I mean, worse. Say, yeah. Come, come worse crying with... to us saying, I'm sorry, Sly, you were right. This is good, well-written fucking 90s we schlock. We really have to do some, like, deep, mindless 90s I shit. I meant... I meant worse without being like stuff that you want to stop reading. Oh, okay, okay. yes, that's okay. fair. Yeah, that's, that's like, that's Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, you. He was trying to respond though. You were just yelling. Uh, yeah, you watch. They watch like Transformers films and say this is the worst that films can offer. When in reality, there are much worse that films. Yeah, can yeah, offer. Like, yeah. There's camera work and fucking CGI that goes on Transformer. Like I, I put, I put like worse in quotations. Like okay, this is okay, the kind right. of like this is the what you want the bottom of the barrel to be kind of a thing. Yeah. Okay, I think that's very fair. Cool. That was the introduction to Authority. I was not looking forward to watching... Well, I kind of was looking, wa- watching? looking forward to watching Lobo kill them. Watching oh. so our viewers can see all this watching we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> so now this is the Authority versus Lobo paramilitary special to Jingle Hell. <laughs> and uh, it's written by Giffen and drawn by... What's his name? Uh, uh, so it's written by Keith Giffen and Alan Grant, who they did the last one, right? Yeah. And I find it funny because Brian, like loves Keith Griffin and he knows he's a fucking joker but he can't like Ryan refuses to accept that Lobo is a fucking joke played up to 19th degree just, it's just a fucking doesn't... joke Ryan and he, Griffin <laughs> writes jokes all the time but this one you're like I'm gonna take it straight it's funny because <laughs> Lobo I can I can get behind more than authority because I'm like it, it, for, there's like that you know there's, a, there's that line of when when is it so much of a, a parody that you can just laugh at it and when is it yeah. taking itself seriously and with Lobo I'm like there's no serious thing about the him. Yeah, Lobo so. doesn't take himself seriously. He's not Over the years, Sly is slowly convincing me that Lobo is funny. But I, the only time I've ever enjoyed Lobo is when he's like the foil to other people. Like in Giffen's Justice League, he's like this. And the, the Justice League is like, what do we do with this whole thing? <laughs> yeah, I honestly, I honestly agree with that. I do like Lobo more when he's with a straight character that, yeah. like, what the fuck is happening? And also Lobo and Guy Gardner together is like the greatest thing ever. <laughs> But uh, whatever. And right, so, so getting to this fucking And the story. art is done by Simon Bisley. What weird art. What weird art. Yep. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't like the art at all. Like it's uh, Oh, see, uh, I like it for this book. 
It's very out there. And yeah, weird. it's like considering the story and the subject matter, it's like why not go weird? It's so sort of like yeah. I guess Mark Millar had a point with unfunnies. It's like why not have shit art for like a shit story? <laughs> like I think this is a poor man's uh, version of the ex uh, hmm. uh, the paramilitary special art. I think that one was over the top okay. while being more aesthetically pleasing. So let's see what happens in this fucking. All right, so it opens up. Uh, Apollo is on the the forties, like uh, watchtower, like just like a satellite that uh, hovers over Earth and watches over everything. Uh, he's trying to read to his adoptive daughter Jetty uh, the night before Christmas, but uh, Midnight is having trouble with the Christmas lights. His game self tangled up. And they, uh, Apollo tries to help him out. Like, why? Why? <laughs> so they get tangled up, and then they get tangled up together. And Apollo's like, "Is that a fucking boner you have?" And Midnighter's like, "Yeah." <laughs> oh, you naughty boy! And then yeah. Rubbing up against Midnight. Midnight's Jenny. like, "Damn it, not now." Well, she walks away thankfully. It's like, well, that means guy's... she sees. It's probably because she sees this enough that she's like, "Fuck." Yeah. Shows <laughs> some self control. <laughs> See, this is, what, this is what the Republicans are worrying us about. We've all these gay people having sex all the time in front of their kids. That's why you got to stop. <laughs> It's like a stereotype of people expect gay people to act around Both kids. this comic and the last con- comic are, like, super horny. Yeah, it is. Oh, this comic especially, I think. Like, it's like a guy that, like, couldn't masturbate for a whole month is writing this, and it's just, like, it's <laughs> yeah, so, so frustrated. Yeah, Swift, uh, the harpy lady, uh, Jenny walks in on Swift, and she's looking at porn, and she, she's like, it's oh, I'm like porn. It's like alien yeah, porn. Like, yeah, like weird alien weird. porn. And it's like a matching service, too. So it's like, welcome, Hot Waddy 69. You <laughs> yeah. have 29 million matches. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jack Hawksmore's busy having uh, sex, so he's like, "Oh, uh, sorry, get out of here, kid." Uh, the, the doctor's smoking weed, so he's like, "Oh, they don't want, they don't, they'll kill me for them. They let they know I let you into my room." So Jenny's bored, so she goes and says, uh, "Off on her own," and says, "If I get eaten by monsters or molested, it's all your fault." Molested by a priest, literally, this eight-year-old <laughs> is saying, "If yeah. I get molested by a priest, it's all your fault." And she also calls them all fuckers. Like, if you grew up around the fucking far, you're gonna talk like this. Yeah, that's <laughs> These true. Fuckers. I think yeah, Sly she... might have grown up with the authority. I think I grew up with a lot of edge shit. So. Yeah, this is actually the story of Sly. He was this child. <laughs> this is Sly's secret origin. This is what happens when you grow up on corn and Eminem and fucking like Lobo. So oh, that's, uh, yeah, that's very that. true. I can see how you turn out like this. <laughs> I can see what, what a horrible tragedy pop culture is on, put on yeah. you, Sly. Boom, pop, ba it's, it's too late for you, but... <laughs> She finds uh, the little paramilitary Christmas Wait, special. Wait, first she goes, there's just one panel where she goes to, into storage and there's like three phalluses on this page. There's <laughs> oh, like I a finger that that's yeah, a penis are. and a tentacle that's a penis and this thing yeah. that has three balls on it. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of penises here. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I didn't understand really. <laughs> yeah, but she finds uh, the, the paramilitary special and she starts shaking up the whole entire uh, satellite and it turns, because she turns out she has like psychic powers and she, like later on the reveal... She came to the reality that she's a super powerful uh, psychic yeah. girl. Yeah, of course it's a child that can, like, rewrite the whole universe. Yeah, and uh, so she's like, she says, like, uh, this this guy killed Santa. You have to find him and kill him for me, Afardi. And uh, so me, so she wants them to go kill Lobo. And meanwhile, Lobo's at a space casino. He's gambling uh, yeah, at a it's another, it's another casino place. And one of the billboards has Royal Flush, Piss Your Money Away. But <laughs> yeah. it's written in three different <laughs> fonts, which is really weird. I'm just like, this is just a shit book. Yeah. <laughs> Royal Flush, Piss <laughs> Your Money Away. <laughs> this is the casino that says Sex and Gambling or Gambling and oh, Sex. I was yeah. It wasn't Vice World. It was Siberius Prime. <laughs> <laughs> There's also a Poker Palace. Oh, poker. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, back to uh, the casino. The, casino, the actual casino level is gambling, and casino he level. basically 
He's cutting out this guy's organ. He, he captures this guy for a bounty, but the only is worth shit, apparently. So he's, he's cutting up his organs and putting him out uh, in front of the table uh, as, uh, you know, as collateral. And uh, the, 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 the people at the table only buy if it's fresh. So the guy's still alive and he's screaming, please kill me, as he's cutting out his organs. No, as he's and, cutting off his dick and balls. Yeah, the, he, the last part, he's like, how much for the dick and balls? He's yeah, like, 2,000 credits. It's Slim yeah. and the Twins. And he's like, what is, yeah. the alien's like, what does Slim that mean? Slim and the so he, he cuts off his piece while he's still alive and he screams for death. Eventually, oh. uh, he loses, Lobo loses enough that the guy's dead. And he's like, ah, he wins some, he loses some. And he walks out. And the giant tapeworm walks up to him saying, oh, we have an offer for you, Lobo. But we need to talk in private. So Lobo takes a gun and shoots everyone around him. Yeah. I couldn't believe this either. I'm like, he kills everyone. Yeah. <laughs> and so then he goes to the the, 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 the place that this, these tapeworms live in. This, this weird uh, uh, triangle. Yeah, pyramid. Uh, this thing. was such a weird side because everything else in the story is really dumb and then this is like almost building to an interesting idea yeah, yeah. that th- this this pyramid is the tapeworm god because it birthed them and housed them but recently I- i'm assuming this is actually from a, a 40 comic that, oh yeah. uh, you know it has yeah to be. you're right you're right i'm assuming that's, that's a premise from a 40 comic and it's, you, you see lobo's world where he's fucking cutting out people's balls for casino collateral <laughs> and the 40s world where uh, they're, they're having this tapeworm that views the organism they live in as a god and they say like they killed god we have to kill them now mm-hmm. yeah so they hire lobo to go kill the authority yeah, and Lobo yeah. Notes mentions that he killed. He meant God, and this ain't God. So it's, that's a funny trivia note. That yep, God ain't God. cat food, I believe he says. <laughs> yeah. Oh, because so th- since they killed God, it's just this big floating organic pyramid around Jupiter, yeah. and they're yeah. basically saying, "Hey, you've been betting on organs, right? If you kill uh, the authority for us, we'll give you God's body, so you yeah. can you can chop up his organs and, and gamble with them." <laughs> yeah. And uh, I just find it funny that uh, not only the Kyle Rayner meet God, but so Lobo. That's the, <laughs> the tier of people meeting God in DC. <laughs> they come back to the 40. The 40 uh, is like, this is just fucking kid stuff, this comic. Uh, we have to try to tell Jenny there is no Santa Claus. We have to get her off this uh, fucking kick she's on. So Midnight's like, I'm going to tell her because I'm Batman. I'm the gay Batman, <laughs> yeah. so I got to be the harsh one. Paul was like, you have to be sensitive, Midnighter. You have to, you don't have to be Superman and be nice. But Midnighter's like, no, we have to tell her how harsh the real world is. So they take, he, he teleports her to North Pole. He's like, see, there's no Santa Claus. But then they see the remains of Lobo's massacre here. where <laughs> All the fucking elves are dead and on pikes. And I love I love this scene, actually. I I fought the bow and the bow was Yeah, the graffiti on the wall. <laughs> spray paint on the wall spelled wrong. Mary X Miss. <laughs> yeah, and, and speaking of people being horny, uh, Engineer goes to Jack while they're doing this and says, hey, it's Christmas Eve now, guys. Uh, Jack, wanna fuck me? <laughs> so, um, so weird. And then and like, her, to connect her nipples with the sh- are like... Yeah, to connect with the ship, she like her hair goes out and like goes because she's like a mechanical. Her hair goes out yeah. and touches the ship, but then she has like two wires that just go into her nipples. Yeah, yeah, and start protruding as she says, "Like, don't do me, Jack." <laughs> and and uh, but then as as uh, they're saying this, uh, they they get news that everyone on Earth is fucking dead all of a sudden. They're like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, uh, the shout the doctor comes and says, "Like, yeah, I just felt it. Too. Everyone's fucking dead on Earth." And Midnight comes and says, yeah, fuck it, everyone's dead in North Pole. <laughs> North Pole's real and everyone's dead in it. Well, actually, not uh, everyone's dead in the North Pole. But for now, that's what I think. But, and yeah. they say, like, everyone is apparently dead. Everyone's zombies now. Like In one second, this happened. So yeah, they're yeah, like, who could it be? It has to be Jenny, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Jack goes to North uh, Min- Min- Manhattan and says, oh, 
Everyone hands a zombie and starts puking because he feels all the fucking vile sickness in the city because he's a fucking oh, badass Oh, that makes more sense. Oh, yeah. I thought he was just really sensitive to, like, genocide. No, no the fucking fucking is sensitive. <laughs> like, we, we don't give a shit. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah, so, they, but then, so then they go, uh, uh, Midnight is still at the North Pole, and they get attacked by zombie uh, elves, fairies, and... Frosty uh, the Snowman? Skeleton, Frosty Snowman yeah. and Skeleton Reindeers. Yeah. They say technically there's only one skeleton reindeer that's alive, but I, I count two in the. There's, two, there's two. Yeah. They, yeah, they said there's only one. Yeah. <laughs> I have a disconnect between artist and writer. I yeah, guess. come on, guys. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so Midnight said, before warned, I know the moves you already make. I've already fought this fight in my head, and, I'll, and, and you all go down before you moved. And the elves just turned to each other saying, What did he say? What the fuck did he say? I stopped listening <laughs> to the forewarn. Let's just fucking kill him. <laughs> yeah. So, Daryl, well, did you like this because you knew about Midnighter's computer brain? And yeah, I was like, fights. Well, I was actually interested in this comic because I'm like, okay, Prometheus beats the Justice League. Midnighter beats Prometheus. And if Lobo beats the Authority, <laughs> does that mean that Lobo's the strongest person in the universe? Well, they really later on, he's apparently unkillable, like he actually died and came back. Yeah, like, he dies all the time. Like, every Lobo story, he fucking dies. <laughs> Just last year, in the writer of Midnighter that we read, in his Justice League book, uh, Batman blew up Lobo's head, and Lobo was like, thanks, I needed that wake-up call. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so um, Midnighter uh, off-screen kicks her asses and brings them as prisoners back to the the satellite. And so, uh, meanwhile, uh, Lobo accepts the tapeworm deal, and uh, he, he takes a lick of one of the uh, authorities... Leftovers and that lets him find their it's, sense. It's their ship him. is like bioorganic, huh? Okay. Yeah, yeah. They, and they they mentioned that actually. I don't know if it was this comic or the Lobo or or the Authority Zero, but they mentioned like we don't want to make the carrier mad. Like, no, it it was like this. They if the carrier smells something, it'll buck like a horse or something. So it must mm-hmm. be like somewhat sentient. sentient yeah. yeah, he calls it a trans ship, and I I do believe they said it was sentient. Yeah, so the so Lobo rides off on his space fucking motorcycle, and meanwhile, a fucking clearly it's so, not wait, Silver yeah, yeah. Surfer. <laughs> is, silver what? Surfer shows up. Is that Silver Surfer or a? It's DC not Silver Surfer because they don't have the rights to it, but it's it's basically Silver Surfer. Like it's a golden Silver Surfer. And <laughs> yeah. He says, "I can but dream of the day in which such a vehicle is mine to command." <laughs> that was my favorite part of this comic, to be honest, because <laughs> it's it's Lobo riding a motorcycle through space, smoking a cigarette, and then this fucking rip off Silver Surfer, like going like, "Wow, what a cool guy!" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they they interrogate the the fucking uh, the forty interrogates the zombie pixies and stuff and uh, basically they find out that all the stuff that happened in the comic happened for real. If you have, if you die in the comic, you die in real life. Uh, and the doctor is like, this means that fucking Jenny made the brought the comic out to here because she believes in the comic. That means she made it real to happen to us. And uh, before they can rationalize what this means. Uh, Lobo shows up and he fucking murders all the fucking pixies. And uh, Apollo's like, why the fuck would you kill him? Like, yeah. what purpose would you have? And then he's like, What homicidal like monster would do this? Yeah. <laughs> and, and he guesses barf bag. Yeah. And, and you, you discount you... Saddam Hussein, idea I mean, for starters. <laughs> and he punches Apollo in the face. <laughs> and you, you're saying, like, uh, 40 zero had dumb fucking lines. Like, this one is, has shit like, uh, uh, you're gonna say uncle and. Uh, Lobo says your uncle's a girl. This wasn't trying yeah, to impress me as much girl. as it was actually just because I feel like whenever Lobo appears, it's just dumb. Yeah, it's just dumb. like yeah. like this doesn't take itself seriously. The the authority does. Yeah, to an extent, it doesn't take itself as as uh, goofy. The issue started with them talking about the smell of burnt pubes. I don't know yeah. if I'm gonna. Consider yeah, yeah, it's not it. fucking like a straight set, straight commentary, guys. 
<laughs> yeah, and then they, they start they gang up on him. And he says, "Gang bang, huh? Count the main man in." <laughs> but eventually, they beat him, and um, this this one joke I found really funny. Jenny uh, walks up to him uh, and says, "says You mean clown? You killed Santa!" And she calls upon the door. So he says, "You killed Santa door!" And uh, Lobo's like, "I killed Santa door, huh?" <laughs> <laughs> Teleport him away. I did laugh at this. I, I thought that was funny. So the way they do, do they. Does anyone win, or is it that Jenny just stops the fight? Jenny just stops the fight, but they're, they're kicking his ass, like, by the end. Yeah. And yeah, uh, then uh, Jenny shows him the comic, saying, uh, you, you killed Santa, you piece of shit, while they're in the North Pole now. Uh, and uh, Lobo's like, what do you know? I didn't think there's any more of these. And he says, like, it was a license deal. Think uh, did in the old days. Think it'd be good for my image. And he says... Santa ain't real, so I can't kill Santa Claus. He can't real, can't because he ain't real. But since you made him real, little lady, uh, you killed Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> I like that a lot. <laughs> and she basically says no, and she explodes Lobo's fucking face off. <laughs> yeah. And uh, basically, what they do, what the, what the forty does is they they blackmail um, <laughs> uh, Lobo by saying, "A little girl beat you up." So they like, take pic- uh, if- Polaroid pictures of her yeah. standing on top of Lobo's defeated body, and they're like, D- "What do you think?" Like when everyone sees this, there will be a real rep killer, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And she said, so she's, she's like, huh? And she's like, okay, fine, you guys. But you know what? That little girl, she fucking killed everyone on Earth. That's pretty. That's pretty badass. <laughs> uh, when she's legal, give me a call, huh? And she drives oh, off. And then somebody, somebody's like, it's the doctor. He's like, no, that's something to look forward to. And it's like, Jesus. Yeah, and they say creepy, like, doc. Yeah, they said you made that even creepier. Yeah. yeah. And so then everyone's now, everyone's like, oh, uh, everything's fixed now. Jenny made the world back again. And everyone's happy. We're all happy celebrating Christmas, having a Christmas tree. But Jenny's fucking crying in the corner. And that's the, it ends with yeah, it's Merry fucking Christmas. It's, yeah. <laughs> Which is so weird because like, it ends with a kid crying. Yeah. That's, how, that's, that's, how, that's what the comic is supposed to do. Remember the original Lobo's uh, Christmas Spectacular says, like, if you want your kids not to be happy and ready for Christmas, read them this comic and make them be scared yeah. for Christmas. So, <laughs> the, the comic had, like, people killing their parents. Yeah. It is truly a spiritual successor. Yeah. So that's how you get into the sly Christmas mood, and that ends our story. <laughs> Merry fucking Christmas. Ooh, boy. <laughs> so, guys, was The Authority versus Lobo or Lobo's Kill Santa better? I don't know. Uh, I, I think Lobo Kill Santa was better. Yeah. I, I I agree, Daryl. I feel like I don't know because that I'm so far away from that. You can kind of almost yeah. remember it fondly. Where I remember just not liking it. I remember being impressed with the the adaptation, the video adaptation of it. But like <laughs> yeah. the comic itself was dumb. And at least okay, at least this had Midnighter. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> they make they also in this comic the Lobo one they do make more gay jokes about him. Yeah. Like Lobo's like, are you gonna blow me? Uh, yeah. I don't mean that literally. LOL. Don't yeah. do that, you gay man. Like, yeah, it's it's pretty egregious. <laughs> yeah, but that's Lobo. But I like Midnighter as a character. That's Lobo. Lobo's fucking just fucking like Eminem or corn in, in a nutshell in a comic book. Yeah. Uh, no, I okay. I, I say that the, the previous spectacle is better for me because yeah. there's more stuff contained. Uh, I do think the first couple pages are really weak because they don't tell you who anyone the authority is. Like, yeah. if you don't know anyone the authority, you just see all these strangers show up and one guy's having sex, one guy's looking at porn. And you, <laughs> see, you don't even get a good look at them because all the coloring's weird on the yeah. authority ship. So, like, that's Fuck why I wanted us art. to do a 40-0. Just, just so we can know 
visually be able to like when we're referring to them we won't be guy number two and I'm guy number three so we yeah, know absolutely. Jack and this guy what they are so Sly should we do more authority that's not this <laughs> yeah so we should do more authority because first of all it is a bit it gives you more insight to what the authority is also uh, one book we've wanted to do for a long time is uh, Superman what's so funny about truth justice in the American way Oh, are we gonna compare them? Yeah, we should. Have because... we never? Oh you guys haven't done that. No. no. What was the one where Superman just walks? Grounded. Oh, yeah. Grounded. yeah, we did that. <laughs> one. I thought that's what that was. No, <laughs> Superman. Uh, what's so funny about Truth, Justice, in the American Way? DC made a parody of the uh, forty called the Elite, and basically the Elite are uh, basically the, the visceral satisfaction I talk about. Everyone feels from the Elite. The Elite fucking aren't afraid to fuck up <laughs> dictators. They're not afraid to fuck up. Uh, uh, aliens, they don't give a shit about diplomacy, they don't give a shit about this, and they're willing to kill. So Superman's like, but well, don't we care about civility and uh, <laughs> superheroes not killing and stuff like that? And maybe maybe I'm old-fashioned, maybe I'm outdated. And that's a question, a question of Superman, whether he should uh, change his methods or not. It's my favorite Superman story, and it's the one that has the quote that Daryl's mom made a quilt of for me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what is, what is, what quote is that? The one about the uh, last quote? Well, I mean, w- w- save it for the episode. Yeah, save for the episode. So yeah, that'll be... Look forward to that, guys. Uh, true believers. Uh, stay <laughs> yeah. tuned, true believers. For fascism so, versus Superman. Yeah. I have yeah. an announcement, guys. Uh, I'm quitting the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Good, as long as still on it. If, if Sly leaves and we start reading books he likes, I can stay on it. But if Sly's song, <laughs> I'm, I, I can't stand it. <laughs> yeah. We don't need Midnighter haters here. I, I think we're far enough into the show that Phil, you have to explicitly state that that's a joke because no one can tell anymore. <laughs> I am joking. I am not leaving this episode. <laughs> I'm leaving uh, next time we do. You'll be leaving next episode when we do Wanted. Yes. You're gonna, oh, you're gonna miss this fucking comic when we do Wanted. <laughs> so as Sly uh, spoiled, <laughs> next next week is gonna be our new year. Not next fortnight is gonna be our New Year's special, which just like last year we're doing back issues. So we're going to make Phil and Daryl read a book uh, that we covered before they were on the show. And this year we're making them read Wanted. Do you the know, Mark Smuckalari ye- book. Yesterday, in, literally yesterday in class, I had a student ask me. She's like, he was like, I saw this movie where like this woman like spun her gun and like uh, the bullets curved. Like, do people, do people really do that? And I was like, are you talking about Wanted? <laughs> you always not- say that people do that in real life? Like, yes, books. yes. And I'm like, that's not real. Just uh, so you know. But that's also... Uh, uh, if you're looking forward to people curving bullets, that's not in Wallace the comic. The movie has barely anything to do with the comic. The uh, movie's actually good. So you're going to be... I, I should I should uh, quench any exp- any good expectations you have right now. Yeah, I was going to say, it's like, that was a part of the reason why I wanted to read it. I like that idea. Me too. I'm like, that's pretty cool. It's like the guy in Roroni Kenshin that he punches with his, like, the tips of his knuckles first, or, like, on his fingers, and then his knuckles, and it's a double punch that's, like, ten times as strong as a regular punch. <laughs> what Wanted the comic is it's it's uh it's uh Old Man Logan was a beta test for Wanted. It, it's uh, a world where uh, super uh, supervillains won as well, but imagine it's just Mark Millar taking it to the stream. Like they can oh, rape, no. they can rape for fun, no. they can murder people for fun. It, like, to I, this <laughs> day is the least favorite thing of mine we've ever done on this show. I hate it so much. I like how Ryan's so positive. He doesn't say it's the most hated thing. It's the least favorite. I love everything. <laughs> oh, every, it's my I least hate favorite. it very much. I hate it very, very All right, much. You have to be more visceral, Ryan. You have to be more authoritarian. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You gotta get sly when you disagree with them. The sly Christmas spirit. Yeah. Oh, man. All right, so anything else we have to talk about? No. <laughs> uh, Merry Christmas. Hope uh, We all hope here at Divisive Issues 
that next year is filled with good comics and good reading. Yeah, Do we? and good you comics know, don't make good episodes. I mean, some who knows. I will always have bad comics, Phil. Come on. Okay. Yeah. All right. Fine. I want to instead of a regular comrade plug, I'm gonna be a little self-serving, and we're gonna I'm gonna plug our other show on the network. Oops, I talk politics. Because I just did an episode that everyone has told me is maybe our best episode, including the other hosts of the shows who weren't on it, Mm -hmm. like Sly. So uh, I spoke with Helen from Falling in Love Montage and two listeners about sexual harassment and sexual assault. And let me just say the conversation is a little bit more serious and nuanced than Lobo fighting Santa Claus. And I think it was a really, really good conversation, and everyone should check that out mm-hmm. at comradradio.com or our website, franzradio.com, where you can find all of our episodes, including last year's Lobo Christmas special and last year's Wanted episode. All right, so uh, thank you all for listening to Divisive Issues. I've been making a creepy moment even creepier. I've been harnessing the power of a city itself. I've been smoking a fat doobie. And I've been a robot in deep shit, am I right? Thank God, Moody. Independent Podcasting Network.